return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. And uh, Diana, thank you for helping and organizing Kids Rock and those that come early for Sunday school. Patience, you were here early this morning at 8.15 to pray. Thank you. Your prayers are powerful. Your prayers are powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just say, too, still, do we still have some fresh fire calendars? Well, just started this year, so there's still a few back in the table if you want a fresh fire calendar. Or pocket church, there's church pocket calendars, too, if you want one of those. They're in the back table also. But it's good to do it. Amen. Seven bucks pretty cheap. It's still a, still a good gift. Give it a birthday gift or something like that. It helps our teenagers and their ministries. So, amen. All right. Let's stand up together. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. So, as we proceed into 2021, uh, we also can always look back and look at things that happened in the past and learn from those things and so forth like that. I want to welcome people that are joining us, joining us also live stream or if you're watching YouTube or through the website or so forth, but I just want to welcome you. Those of our church family, we continue to pray for you that you would be well, that you would prosper at your home, and that soon you can be here also in person to join us. We look forward to that to bless you in person and, and have you here. And those from other places, we welcome you as well if you're joining us. Or maybe you just happen to click on this channel, but we bless you in the name of Jesus. We want you to know God is for you, not against you. He's on your side. And you can always just, just even if you don't know God yet, just speak that name of Jesus. He will show himself to you, all right? He will show himself to you and reveal his goodness to you. Amen. Amen. Colossians chapter 2. So let's start there today. Uh, progressions of faith. Therefore, as you've received Jesus Christ, the Lord, you walk in him, you walk in his character and the things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin, having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. So Sundays, of course, uh, in a lot of services we teach here, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, incidentally, a lot of quality people that teach and minister the Word of God at the tabernacle. It's a blessing. And, and you always want to come. In your bulletin, you know, we always have a, a paper for taking notes. Uh, this, is, this is on purpose, all right? Something that I want in there. I'm a note taker. 
So wherever I'm going or if I'm here in a service, I'm taking notes. I have my notepad. I'm taking notes because you're, you're a student, right? A disciple is a student of Jesus Christ. So you want to take notes. Don't assume that everything you get here, get here it's like you hear it. And, oh, I got it. Well, you don't. Uh, you have to, it's important to study, take notes, and then adhere to the Word of God. You can go back and look at it again the next week, and it sinks into your spirit, man. So in these verses, we see progressive. We see things, progressive steps of faith in, in our lives. So it all starts with receiving Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? So once you receive Jesus Christ, then, then your life, the Bible says, any man in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. Well, that's not automatic. You have to start walking in that. And so that's what they do, the progression. You receive Christ, thank you for forgiveness, that's the beginning. Sometimes, you know, in some churches, that's the end all of everything. Oh, they got saved, that's wonderful. No, 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 now we have to walk in the Spirit. We have to grow to become like Jesus, Amen. So we start walking in union with Jesus Christ. We are to reflect his character. Wow. Do we have a long ways to go in the body of Christ? Amen. When you think of reflecting the character of Jesus Christ, I, I see so many things that, oh, Lord, help us, you know. So, so we receive him. We begin to walk in him. We begin reflecting his character. Now, as we start walking, then also we become deeply rooted Amen? So it's not surface. So for many people, their relationship with God is pretty surface, you know? It's kind of like, ah, I go to church on Sunday, I belong to that church, and so forth. That's fine, but it's got to go deeper than that. Amen? Amen? So in other words, in other words, you need to be in the Word of God. You need to be in prayer. You do need to fast. Amen? Jesus didn't say if you fast. He says when you fast. So you do need to do things that draws closer to Him. So it's not an automatic thing. You have an adversary that wants to prevent that word from maturing in your hearts. So there has to be progressive things, choices made in our lives. We receive him, we begin to walk in him, we start getting rooted down in him, in Jesus Christ, all right? See the progression here. And then we come to a place when we're built up and so forth, we're established. Say established. Now, now all of a sudden, we're just, we're, boom, we're firmly planted. We're established. In other words, you're not going to be moved. Turn to, your say, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not going to be moved. When you build a structure, when you build a structure, you put a structure on a foundation. And the purpose of the foundation is so that the structure above it is not going to be moved. The structure above it is only as good as the foundation beneath it. So if you have a poor foundation, so in other words, you could have something that look really beautiful, but if you're not deeply rooted and not established and so forth, then that structure is going to be kind of shaky. So the structure gives you strength and stability. Say stability. Those things, those things are critically, critically important. The thing about a foundation, see, when you're deeply established, the thing about it is it's not glamorous. You know, it's not like having a conference and say, hey, we're going to talk about foundations of faith, foundations in the Word. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I can make it. I'm kind of busy that weekend. But if you had a, if you had a conference, oh, it's a prophetic conference. People are going to get prophetic words. Oh, let's go to that conference. You know why prophetic conferences are so popular? Because people want someone else to tell them about the Word of the Lord for them. That's why they're so popular. They don't want to take their own time to listen. They don't want to take their own time to dig and scratch in the word of God. No, tell, you tell me a word. You got a word for me? Tell me a word. 
Folks, I get this from people all the time. Do you have a word for me, Pastor? You have a prophetic word? Do you travel internationally? Do you want a word? Yeah, I got a word. Get in the Bible. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, I was in a church one time, prophetic church, we were guest speakers, you know, and they all, they all expect, they all wanted a word. And so then I said, you know, I've got a word for everybody here. Like, wow, okay, what is it? And I said, now I've got a book full of them, and if you get in it, you're going to get them every day. And they all, their countenance fell like, oh, uh, you mean I've got to do something? Yeah, you've got to do something. A foundation does not just happen, right? You take a foundation. This building is on a foundation. You don't think about the foundation. It's not glamorous. It's not flashy. Not visible. But it's what gives strength to everything above. Why do they put things on a foundation? What do you suppose that winters get cold? Do you suppose there's wind in South Dakota? Do you suppose there's storms? Right? Yes, 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 yes. That's because there are those, all those things around, so any structure is going to be built to standards so it can withstand, knowing that these things are going to happen, so it can withstand those things. Amen. In other words, not crack apart, fall apart, right? But it looks sturdy and strong for years and years and decades and decades. That's the purpose, then, of the foundation being strong, giving strength to the structure, So that it can endure for a lifetime. That's the point of our faith, receiving Christ, walking in him, being deeply rooted and then established, strong, not moving. Amen. Okay, so Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 talks about the two foundations. Now, everybody's building on something. Okay, so everybody alive. And then all the Christians, they're all building on something. The test of it is to see, well, what, how, what happens when a storm comes? Let me just say this. Storms come against everybody. All right? Everybody faces, if you're alive, people say, I wish there wasn't any more storms. Well, then you're just going to have to go to heaven. Because in this life, there's storms. That's how it is. All right? We live in a fallen world. And don't... It's so sad sometimes people think something happened to somebody and then they think, well, they did something wrong. It looks like what they did wrong is they're alive. <laughs> they're alive. So you're, you're going to face storms. So Jesus said, if you're going to call me, Lord, you should do the things which I say. Right? How many Christians are out there? They say, oh, I'm a Christian. But they don't want to do the word of God. They don't want to follow the word of God. Well, if you're going to call him your Savior and Lord, you should do it. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them. Now, you're, everybody's hearing me right now. He, this place, online, so forth. You're hearing me. That's good. But the next step is what's really critical, is to do the Word of God. And Jesus said, I'm going to show you what that person's like, the person that hears and does. So verse 48 does this then. He's like a man who builds a house. He dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. Now, Certain places, there's, there's a bedrock and so forth like that to support a structure. Empire State Building is built on bedrock. So the foundation or the footings for the Empire State Building are 55 feet deep, but it's on bedrock. If you're not on bedrock, then you've got to find something else. And that's why when we put up a house, say, you pour footings. Kurt has probably poured a million feet of footings. Who knows, you know, of just structures. Concrete. And what do those footings do? They're all below the ground. 
They're built for standards. If you're in South Dakota, you know those are probably going to be 48 inches deep. Why is that? Because they know it's going to freeze and frost will cause the ground to heave and so it gets below the frost line so the, so the house will stay strong. If you put the footings at two feet, then the frost comes and all of a sudden crack in the wall, crack in the... This door doesn't work anymore. It's crack, you know. It's not the door problem. It's the foundation problem. So, so the foundation... Kurt, would you say it's pretty critical? <laughs> pretty critical. Yeah, and, and so that's that, and people inspect those things. People make sure it's the right width, the right depth, all that stuff, because that's the critical part of the house. But most of the world loves, oh, look at that house. It's just beautiful. Like Christians, like, oh, they just have everything made. Everything goes fine for them and so on. So nobody, there's house of cards. See, it's not glamorous to think about a foundation. But in Jesus' eyes, it's where you start. It's where you start. It's what you have to have here if you're going to go higher there, right, for that strength and stability. So Jesus said he digs deep, he lays the foundation on a rock. Now, the flood, notice it didn't say if a flood arose, it says when the flood arose. Amen? See, the thing that encourages me is to know God has already been to 2021 for me. He's bigger than anything I face, and he will help me in any adversity that I go through. In our lives, we face lots of adversity, but I'm thankful for Jesus. Hallelujah. He's bigger than what we face. It's bigger than any mountain. So when the flood arose, when it flooded, it beats, notice the word, vehemently. We're not talking about a little wave here. We're talking about boom, boom. What does the devil want to do? He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your marriage, your home, your finances, whatever it is. The enemy does not like Christians, but he doesn't like anybody who's human because they're all people are made in the image of God, right? They may not be walking with him yet, but they're still made with his image. So the, the stream, the storm comes vehemently against the house, the house that's built. But the house is built on a rock. Hallelujah. So they've applied the sayings of Jesus. They've dug deep. Now, I just want to say, if you're going to dig deep, you've got to make an effort, right? We're not just throwing something on the ground, a couple of two-by-fours or something like that on the ground. We have to provide strength and stability because there will be storms that come. Amen. But he who heard and did nothing... So still heard. Think of how many people heard Jesus but never followed him. They actually heard the voice of God. They physically heard the voice of God. They physically saw his life, heard it, but then never followed him. Isn't that amazing? Think of how many people that were healed physically. Healed physically. Miracles, miracles, thousands and thousands and thousands of miracles, but never followed him. Now, I love miracles. I love healings, and we've seen a lot of them. However, the key, though, is you want people to follow Jesus. Amen? The end of the goal is, no, they had miracles. Hey, wonderful. Did they follow Jesus? <laughs> Isn't that right? Because you could be healed and go to hell. Okay, what, what do we accomplish here? The goal is to populate heaven, plunder hell, populate heaven. All right? So, so the man, he did nothing with what Jesus said. And this man had a foundation on the earth. Now, we can think of the earth as whatever is unstable. Just normal black dirt, sand, whatever. It's unstable. 
And you're building there, but that, that's not going to give you any strength for what's coming. So you want strength for what's coming, because the stream beat against that house also vehemently, and notice it fell, and the ruin of that house was great, because they still applied all the other stuff, but it had no foundation, and so it was all lost. All right, so no, no production thing from it, productive thing from it. Now notice this here. Let's go back to verse 48. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently. And you should underline this in your Bible. So write down Luke 6, verse 48. And you should underline this. This is very important because this is a word of encouragement for us. It said that the house could, that they could not shake it. Four letters there. Could not shake it. Could not shake it. So we're not talking about a house that's creaking, the storm, I'm hanging on, Jesus, I'm hanging on. No, no, it wasn't shaken. It wasn't shaken. Amen. 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 Think about that now. So in other words, adversity coming against us, there's always that, but it could not shake it. And why? Because if I'm anchored in Jesus, I have Christ in me. If he's not shaken, I'm not shaken. Amen. We don't have Jesus chewing his fingernails. We didn't have him in the boat thinking, oh, man, this is a storm. Help me. Help me, Father, to rebuke it. He's asleep. Amen. He's asleep. Could not be shaken. So that's the storm. That's the wind that's beaten vehemently on that house. Another reference was in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, of this same story. But it says this, the rain descended, the floods came. Progression. Rain came, followed by floods and winds. Now, we're used to this in South Dakota. We're used to where we live. There's, there's rains. There could, depending where you're at, floods. But there's wind, certainly, right? So you, you prepare for those things. Anything that you might face, you should prepare for. Like the structure above us is prepared for a snow load. So it was built so that you could have so many inches of snow on it, and it would support all that snow per square foot. If the snow just stacked up and up and up and up, it would support the snow load so it doesn't implode on us. That's kind of nice, amen? Not believing for more snow, but just the same. You want to build for that. You want to build. It has things like, like your rafters are tied down so they don't just lift off. When Hurricane... Uh, uh, Andrew came through South Florida many years ago, and it was a very strong wind. And so here was houses, and like, you know, you have roofs, and each roof just went flip, 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 flip. All these roofs just flipped off by the hundreds. And they found out that contractors went through, and they have little clips, hurricane clips, and they didn't do it. Nobody saw it. Ah, not a big deal. No one sees it. It's all covered up. You don't know if it's there or not there. However, all those roofs flipped off by the hundreds because there was nothing to hold them down for the wind. Now, see, there's things, all, all sorts of things in our lives, folks, that come down to what you don't see. We're not walking around like, oh, man, that's got to be a good foundation. Down. Now, maybe Kurt does because he does that for a job. But, but for us, it's like, that's got to be fun. You know, they're not thinking about it. They're not thinking about what you don't see. But biblically, you do want to think about it. What is your personal life like? So the winds came, 
beat, notice the word, it beat on that house and it did not fall. Folks, you will not fall. In Jesus Christ, you will not fall. In Jesus, I guarantee you, you will not fall. You are going to be strong. You are going to see good things happen. And you want to believe that for your children as well, grandchildren or whatever, but not fall, but be strong. So it beat, it beat vehemently on it, but did not fall. Let's take a rabbit trail quick here to the book of James. Because when I think of winds, I think of this. James chapter 3, 4, and 5. And there were ships. Now, this is talking about the tongue, but they're big ships. And notice what it says. They're driven by fierce winds. All right? Here's these ships. They're driven by fierce winds. But here's another thing it says. They're turned. They're turned by a small rudder. Now, in our lives, there are all kinds of fierce winds, but it doesn't have to cause turmoil in your life. You can use, as you speak the word of God, your life can turn, even with the wind, to your advantage and make progress. A plane takes off into the wind. A plane does not land with the wind. A plane takes, lands and takes off into the wind. That's why they have runways lots of times facing different directions. Most common direction, like in Sioux Falls, they have runways facing because those are the most common winds. Right? So when the plane takes off, it's going to go into the wind and use actually the wind as its advantage. Folks, you have to understand God is bigger, He's greater. It's not like it's not like this is a close contest, you know, the devil and Jesus. No, it's not a close contest. The devil's already defeated. Jesus has got his foot on his head, all right, his neck. It's, he's defeated. So it's already over. The question comes down to our witness in this court of battle. And our witness, many times, it comes down to this. And you have the accuser, you have the advocate, and the judge says, what are you going to say, Dave? So you're in this storm. What are you going to say? Well, I'm going to say something that's going to turn me in the right way. So I don't want to allow the winds to drive me. See, there's fierce winds, fierce winds. The issue is your tongue that's going to steer you. Amen. In other words, how, how, okay, this is what's happening, but I'm going to steer in this situation. That's, that's why, of course, being in the word again, that's why being anchored, that's why uh, walking steadfast. So you feel like you're established. Amen. Storms will come against anybody, everybody. There'll be fierce winds. That's not the issue. The issue is you can stand strong in Jesus Christ. You can be an overcomer in every situation. We've seen that in our lives when our daughter was sick. We faced different things of adversity and so forth. But these things are the critical things. It's like we, we uh, Rama Bible College. You know, they, they have healing classes. They have a healing school. They have all these things down there. And, and uh, so the, the director of the healing school and the people in the healing school read the book. And they said, this is, what, this is actually what we need. Because, you know, what do most people want? They want, I want an answer right now. Well, we do have an answer right now, but we may not see the manifestation right now. Amen? So in the meantime, you have to do what? You have to stand. For so many of us, if we don't get our answer, it's like, well, he didn't answer. No, nothing happened. That's not true. The Word of God is true, and so we walk by faith, not by sight. The song that we sang today, even if I don't see it, he's working. Even if I don't feel it, he's working. He's doing working all the time. So we have to stand strong in the winds. And so a lot of times on the witness stand of life, every day, you know, God gives me a chance. I have a testimony. Dave, what, what are you going to say about today? 
I'm going to say God's good. I'm going to say that I'm an overcomer. I'm going to say victory is mine. Amen. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh, woe is me. And then if we talk about a problem, that's what gets magnified. If we talk about the promise, that's what gets magnified. It's a big difference, you know. It's not just mind thinking. It's not just, oh, he's just an optimist. No, it's standing on the word of God. And we do that, something good happens. Look at at another verse, Ephesians chapter 3. These are good things. Ephesians chapter 3 says, Christ would dwell in your hearts through faith. Remember this, in Romans it says, he's not far from you as if you have to Fetch him from someplace. Oh, Lord, show up. No, he's, he's in us. He dwells in our hearts. Think about this right now. Christ dwells in your heart by faith. The creator of the universe lives in us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, mean, I, like to, I like to just sit down and think about these things. You know what I mean? It's like, who lives in me? And then I'm a temple of the Holy Ghost. You're a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? You know, it's like someone says, I want to go to church and pray. Well, you can, but... You know, the building, but you've got the temple right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Christ dwells in your hearts through faith. It's you having been deeply rooted, securely grounded in love. So again, you're, you're walking with Jesus now. You're walking in the word. You're deeply going down, 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 grounded in love. Then you're capable of comprehending with all the saints, the width, the length, the height, the depth of the love of God. Experiencing that amazing, endless Love. Let me stop a second, okay? He's, he's, he's saying you're deeply rooted, securely grounded. Now, roots, all of you probably planted a flower. Hey, you might not know this, but when I was, when I was, Jeannie knows this, when I was a little boy in, in Iowa, and uh, every, every summer they had a flower show. And so I grew, flower, I grew flowers, and I entered in the flower, I grew African violets. And uh, so I grew this pot of, I got a blue ribbon too. I blew this pot of African violets and they bloomed and so forth and brought them to the flower. I remember I was in the high school gym and brought it, brought it there and stuff. And it takes time to grow stuff, right? So the seed is planted, but what do the roots do? The roots have to push their way down, okay? It takes effort. The roots are pushing, depending on how hard the soil is, but they've got to push their way into the soil to get anchored into the soil, like little tentacles. And then you've got little roots, and then you've got little feeders off them that are kind of clinging in there, you know, so that it gives structure to the plant, like your tree. You now, who goes out and look? People look at the big oak tree, and they boy, that's a nice tree. I love trees, you know. That's a nice tree. But whoever goes out, boy, those roots must be beautiful down there. No one thinks about roots because they're below the ground. But that's the key to the success of the tree, right? Because otherwise the storms are going to come and boom, that tree is going to fall over. If the tree isn't anchored good, all right, and not anchored, in other words, the roots go deep, especially some of the trees have big tap root, goes way, way, way down there like that. Then that gives strength to the tree. Now the wind may come, the tree bends a little bit, might lose, lose a leaf or something here or there, but by and large, that tree is going to be strong, is going to endure but the endurance of the tree is re- really based on its root system. Amen? And notice what he says, deeply rooted. So the roots in our lives, folks, it takes effort. They've got to push into new territory. Sometimes people think, well, I've lived for the Lord a long time. Folks, now I have too. However, every day I realize, wow, Lord, I realize how much I don't know. 
Like Paul said at one point, he says, oh, that I might know him. Well, he'd had a lot of revelations and different experiences. Wow. And yet it's like the closer you get to the light, the realize, you realize, wow, it's brighter still. There's, there's levels. It's like peeling an onion. And you realize there's deeper and deeper levels of just walking with the Lord. It's not superficial. Sometimes people can say, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, I've already done that. And I know right away they didn't. When they talk like that, I know right away they're superficial. Because when you really walk that way, then you have a connection. It's not, you're not just flipping out words. You know, it's not that. It's a deepness, a depth. That's where God wants to take us. Amen? I love the glamorous. I love all the other stuff. That's wonderful. But as we look forward, even in this year, you want to think, man, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper with Jesus. I want to sink my roots deeper. That means I take the time. Amen? That means I, I spend the time with him. You have a Bible reading schedule right in your, right in your bulletin today. And if you're online, we'll send one to you or we'll e- email one to you. If you want a Bible reading schedule, it says you can read through your Bible this year. It's not hard. It's just reading. All right? It's not hard, but you can read through your Bible this year. You can read through the New Testament, Old Testament. Amen? The thing about it is you get a balanced diet. So you might get it. You might you get some Old Testament, but you always get the New Testament. Thank you, Jesus. That's the covenant we're in. And so you can read. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do this. You can do this. You can read through your Bible this year. And it's not law if you miss a day. Whatever. Pick the day that it is. Whatever. It's January 10th. All right, find January 10th and go read it. The point is what? The point is that we grow in the Word. You make effort, right? An athlete, an athlete doesn't just, an athlete can know all about the game and all about the sport and so forth. But the athlete shows up at the gym to practice. He shows up at the weight room to lift and so forth. He puts in effort every day to improve, even though he already knows how to dribble the ball. Right? Yeah, Yeah, I had a friend growing up that this is a guy you never wanted. You ever play horse? Horse is a game like spell letters and. You have to duplicate the shot the other guy did. And this guy knew every trick shot in the, book, in the book. I mean, he could go and shoot backwards like that, like at the free throw line. Go in and I'm thinking, oh, good grief. How am I going to do this? I'd throw it up and hope to hit the bang board, you know. He had every trick shot that you could think of. But he couldn't play. So he had a lot of pizzazz, but never made the team. So you sure didn't want to play horse with him. <laughs> but you see, depth is what God's looking for. That's practice. That's, that's time where alone. Amen. Sometimes you see someone on TV and oh, look at they just got talent. Now they practiced. Time, time where nobody sees them. Maybe time where they got up early in the morning. This coming summer, there'll be the Olympics that they're going to have now in Tokyo. And then they'll, they'll, they'll preview Olympic athletes and all that they've done. And then the things that you don't see, the early mornings when the sun's not shining and it's 5 o'clock. And they're up practicing before they went to school. And they put in three hours. See, that's the stuff people don't think about. A lot of people think, yeah, I want to win a gold medal. I want to do that. That's great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, here's the pathway. Well, I don't like that. I don't want to get up that early. I don't want to do that at night. No, that's the pathway. Amen? It's pathway. These are things that are good in our lives, but if we, if we adhere to these things, then what happens? You build a strong root system, rooted and grounded in love. 
I don't know. Do we have another verse there? Maybe we don't. I think, I think, oh, verse 19. That you can come to know practically through personal experience. Here's a good line, isn't it? Personal experience. The love of Christ, which surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Completely filled and flooded. Oh, I like that. Thank you, Jesus. So, folks, think about this now. The root system. Any plant and so forth has a root system. That's what's below the ground. You don't see it. It's not glamorous. It's not, it's not the pretty flower that gets the attention or the big tree. If I travel overseas, a lot of times I'll take, I'll take an acorn in my pocket and, uh, that I have. And I, and I, say, I said, I'm holding a 100-foot tree right now. Holding a 100-foot tree. And they're all, what? You know? And then I pull out an acorn. Now, if some people, some places don't know what an oak tree is, then I've got to find another seed, all right? So then I find the seed appropriate for the country or whatever. But for the tree, what is it? It's a seed. It shows potential. Now, we all have that in Jesus Christ, amen? Everybody has that available to them. The wonderful thing about the Lord is none of us have to sit the bench. Hallelujah. I love it. I love it. I always feel bad with athletes that put in all the practice but never get to play. Never get on the court or never get to shoot the basketball or play in a game or something. But yes, they put in the time. But in Jesus Christ, none of us have to sit. We can be on, we can be in the field of play and doing stuff in our lives. Years ago, there was a famous evangelist and, and uh, he'd had a problem and so forth. And they said, you know, you need, you need this guy. And they told the guy to come and minister to him. And, and he thought, why do I need that guy? I want a minister to pray for me. No, no. They said, you need this guy. And he says, what does he do? And he said, he lays carpet. He lays carpet. He's from Michigan. He lays carpet. It would bring him down south. So, so uh, uh, the, the evangelist was James Robinson. And he had a problem with, with addictions. And one of the problems with addiction was immorality and so forth. And he said, he told his wife, he said, I feel like I got a claw in my brain. Well, anyway, someone knew this other guy who was the carpet layer. I think it was the green, green, yeah. And so they flew him down to Texas, and he sat and he traveled with James Robinson to a crusade. And James Robinson said, "It is so. Look at look at how God's using me. People are getting saved, and this and this is happening. Well, it was wonderful." And so they're in this motel room, and James Robinson said, "What do you think?" And the guy said, "I think you're a demonized person. I think you need to get set free." He said, "What?" He said, yeah. He said, let me pray for you. And he pulled, out a, he pulled out the motel room chair. And he set the chair down in the room. And he said, let's just sit down over here. And he said, and he looked at the chair. James Robinson said, he said, to me, it was like an electric chair. And he said, I didn't want to sit in it. And I sat there and I had a decision to make. Am I going to get up and sit in the chair or not? There was somebody else in the room too, you know, with them. And so, so uh, and yes, Victor Green, yeah, that we did that. So, so anyway, James Robinson sit down, sits down and he takes his hand. He lays, this guy's carpet, carpet layer. Not the big flashy evangelist. And he puts his hand on his head. And he began to speak in the name of Jesus. And every demon that was there left. And James Robinson cried out to his wife. He says, honey, the claw is gone. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Now this guy here who went back home laid carpet, he had a foundation. He had a foundation. He was settled. He was established. He just knew who he was in Jesus Christ. 
And he wasn't afraid to stand and believe it. <laughs> See, that's, that's folks, this, this whole thing of foundations and root systems is huge. So I want you to think about your life now. I want you to think about, we're closing here, but think about your life, your daily life. Okay, just daily life. I'm not talking about going out and reaching the world. I'm talking about your daily life with Jesus. And I'm talking about digging deeper. Can you say amen? I'm talking about time with Jesus, time in the Word. I'm talking about taking the time to, to uh, write some notes. Write some notes. What's God speaking to your heart? Amen? I'm talking about just time in prayer, not where you're doing all the talking. Most of my time in prayer is a lot of listening, because He knows a lot more than me, and He already knows my life. Amen? already knows everything I face. So I come and I, and I come in his gates with thanksgiving and praise and so forth. And then I listen. You know, Lord. And I listen. And I write notes. Now, this isn't, doesn't sound glamorous or fun, but it actually is. <laughs> it becomes both. Because the fun is being in the presence of Jesus. And the glamorous is like realizing, man, I can walk in the Spirit. And I'm not going to be phased. I'm not going to be blown over. I'm not even going to be shaken by the things happening. But I'm going to walk in the Spirit. And you become an example. For, for parents, you become an example to your kids or your grandkids or whatever. Your kids, you can be an example to your parents. That way too. But you can stand strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. And not be shaken. Do one more thing. In the book of Matthew, it talks about Peter walking on the water. And Peter got one word from the Lord. It's just a one word. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come. And so, so right here it is. And Jesus gave him a one word answer, come. You know, there's a lot of things in our life. Even in our lives, some, one day the Lord just gave us a word. It was like, simplify. Woo. Simplify. And you can apply that to a lot of things, of course. But God will give you things in your life. In your life. Amen. So that you walk in victory. So that you walk in his spirit. So Peter, on that one word, stepped out of the boat, came down out of the boat, took effort. <laughs> took effort in the middle of the storm and walked in the water to go to Jesus. And that one, one thing started to walk in the water, go to Jesus. Look at the next verse before we close. And notice now, he's walking on the water. He's walking on the water. Sometimes people say, well, Peter shouldn't have doubted. It's like, hey, have you ever walked on water at all? You know, I've never gone one foot. Stepped off docks and sunk real fast. So it says, when he saw the wind. So, he, so what happens is he became shaken. Now this was, this was then, but not how he finished. Hallelujah. The day of Pentecost, he's standing to proclaim in front of thousands of people Jesus Christ. Because he got, he got grounded and settled in his faith. But when he saw the wind, and folks, if we look at the circumstances, it's always daunting. Oh, Lord, I'm not going to make it. Oh, Lord, it's not possible. Oh, I don't have the money. Oh, I don't feel good. You know, all the things. But when he saw that, it was boisterous, vehemently beating. He was afraid and began to sink. He said, Lord, save me. And, of course, Jesus did that. And they walked back to the boat together. God is with you. Amen. Those of you listening online, God is with you. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. He's on your side. He loves you with an everlasting love. And this is a day, boy, this is a great day, amen? This is, this 2021, I think, that's a great year. You know, get, start getting older, you're thankful for any year, right? You just thank you, Jesus, you know? 
But you want to, you're going to keep walking forward. I guarantee you, the Lord will not leave your side. And I guarantee you, no matter what you see, Jesus is bigger. And I guarantee you, even if you fail, even if you fail, if you call on the Lord, boom, he's there. In a nanosecond, could be three in the morning, he's there because he still loves us. Amen. Not going to beat you over the head. He's going to say, hey, good effort. You tried. Come on, let's do it again. Amen. Let's do it again. Let's go after it. Amen. So let's lift our hands a second. Father, we thank you today for the victory you've given us. Thank you, Jesus, for a foundation in us that causes us to be strong in you. Thank you for a root system that's going deeper and deeper and deeper, tapping into the goodness of your love, the riches of your grace. Hallelujah. The water of life. Thank you, Jesus, that even when drought comes, we don't wither. Lord, but we stand strong. And Lord, I thank you today for the people here and the people listening and watching. I just thank you for your blessing on their lives. I thank you, Jesus, for an awesome year ahead. I thank you, Lord, you've got great things aimed at them. I thank you, Lord, that your promises are like gold. I thank you, Lord, this is going to be a great year in every way in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for life that you've given us and life more abundantly than the world can offer. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you're doing right now. So I just speak blessings on people here. Blessings on those watching. Blessings on those listening. Thank you, Lord, for quickening our hearts. And thank you, Jesus, for what uh, you're doing in us, that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.